Welcome to New England Primate Conservancy's new series about the fascinating world of primate conservation. I'm Deborah Curtin, the founder of New England Primate Conservancy, where we make our greatest impact through education. Let's kick this off today by talking generally about primate conservation and biodiversity. But first, I have a question to ask you. How much have you thought about primate conservation? If you're like me, you think about it a lot. However, I suspect that you're not like me, and like most people, you don't give it very much thought at all. Yet we're fascinated by primates. We see ourselves reflected in their eyes. Let's take a look at why primate conservation is important. It starts and ends with biodiversity. Each ecosystem in the world is home to exactly the right number, combination, and variety of plant and animal species. These are complex yet beautiful interdependent relationships. When left to its own devices and without interference, biodiversity keeps the earth alive and thriving with plentiful resources for everybody. It's mother nature's formula for success. Every species has important ecological roles. As their habitats nurture them, they nurture their habitats. Let's look at a few examples of what this looks like in primate species. Most primates eat a lot of fruits, seeds, flowers, and leaves. In their travels, they disperse seeds throughout their range. This regrows forests. This is not new scientific knowledge. For thousands of years, many primate species have been respectfully graced with the title, the gardeners of the forest. You've probably never thought of primates as pollinators, but those that eat flowers are among the largest pollinators in the world. In addition, primates are really messy eaters. They share the bounty of the canopy, whether they intend to or not, when they drop their food. Animals that are not built to climb benefit from their messiness and enjoy nourishment to which they otherwise would not have access. These are just a few examples. There are many more. To fulfill their ecological roles, they're specially adapted to benefit their environments. They come in a wide variety of shapes and sizes, from giant gorillas to tiny mouse lemurs, which are in fact the size of a mouse. Some, especially among the prosimians, are adapted to forage under the cover of darkness, silently and deftly grasping insects right out of the air as they fly by. These adaptations reduce competition for food sources and other basic needs. The number, variety, and diversity of their adaptations, both those that are visible and those that you cannot see, may astound you. Our non-human primate cousins are built for success in their specific ecosystems. The logical question then, since they're built for success, is this. Why are so many primate species endangered? Let's look at how many are endangered and some of the threats to their futures. Watch this.
culprits. They're endangered because of us, because of human activities. As we fragment and destroy their habitats for our purposes, native animals lose their food sources, their hiding places, and their homes. Why it's a problem for native animals should be obvious, but why is it a problem for us? Let's look at the long-term impact. The sequence of events goes something like this. Non-human primates are indicator species of the health of their ecosystems. If they're at risk, so too is every other creature with whom they share their habitats. That's why we often say, saving one species saves many. Their futures depend upon the survival of the ecosystems that nurture and support them and that they in turn nurture and support. Without endemic animals to provide essential activities that they are built for, environmental balance is disrupted. Depletion of forests affects air quality globally. Fewer trees produce less oxygen, putting all oxygen-dependent organisms, including us, at risk. Less oxygen results in more carbon, which warms the Earth's atmosphere and impacts global climate. Does conservation work? The solutions aren't easy, but we can't expect some unnamed they to solve this. We all have to participate in the solutions, and we'll talk more about that later. Before we talk about conservation successes, however, let me add this. There are more primate species than you've probably ever seen or heard of. And remember, they each have important roles to play within their specific ecosystems and habitats. We'll dedicate time to that subject in another episode. Without action, some primate species that you've never heard of and who play important roles in their ecosystems could become extinct before you ever discover them. You may only hear about them when their extinction is reported. That would be a tragedy. It's important to note that when any one species is decimated to near extinction or actually becomes extinct, a domino effect of ecological imbalance is triggered within the ecosystem. If you're familiar with the ecological collapse at Yellowstone National Park, when northern gray wolves were hunted to local extinction and then returned after 70 years to do their jobs to reinstate biological balance, that should serve as a cautionary tale. In that case, there were gray wolves elsewhere that could be reintroduced to Yellowstone. For most of the primate species at risk, that would not be an option. Extinction is extinction, gone is gone, extinction is forever. We can't and shouldn't risk it. There is hope if we human primates take a stand for their protections. Here's one example of success. Watch this. Although mountain gorillas are still endangered, as you saw, they had been on the brink of extinction for many years. It's taken intensive and still ongoing conservation efforts to make their recovery hopeful. 
Since they and all other non-human primates are at risk because of human activities, isn't it incumbent upon us to do whatever we can to reverse, repair, and stop the damage for all animals and the environment? It starts with awareness, knowledge, and desire. The issues are very complex and we're surely not going to solve them here. Our hope is to inspire you to learn how, in your daily life, you can be an agent of change. Here's where you can begin your adventure into learning more. The New England Primate Conservancy website contains almost 600 pages entirely dedicated to non-human primates and conservation. In fact, it's the only source that we know of where you can find so much information about so many primate species in one place. Although it's a large site, we've designed it so that it's easy to navigate. Let's take a quick look. Along the top of the home page, you'll find the main menu, of course. Let's just look at the first item, primate conservation, which is appropriate to today's topic. When you hover on primate conservation, you'll see a drop-down menu. You can click on primate conservation for broad information, as well as more detailed information in any of the submenu items. We're just going to feature a couple of them today. Let's look at the primate conservationist limelight. This is a lovely interview series in which we introduce you to primate conservationists who work or have worked in the field to conserve primates in their natural habitats. Among other things, You'll learn about what drew them to primate conservation, which you'll find is different for everyone and not always a direct route, as it was not for me. You'll learn about their experiences, what they're working on now, or what they were working on at the time of our interview with them, and their hopes for the future, as well as their concerns for the future. If you're a student, maybe the series will inspire your career path. No matter what you do, we're confident that you'll be inspired by these brave women and men who do the rather unglamorous work of protecting our primate cousins. You don't have to be a scientist to be a conservationist. You just have to have a little bit of passion for the future of our planet. The more you learn, the more you'll discover how and why we all need to be agents of change every day to protect our primate cousins and their habitats. No matter your walk of life, everybody can be a conservationist. And here's the great part. It's easier than you might think. In the How You Can Help Wildlife submenu item that you saw earlier, you'll find easy suggestions for small, painless adjustments that you can make in your everyday life to have positive impact on the environment. There are more than 8 billion people on our planet. That's billion with a B. Even if millions and millions strove for positive change, consider the possibilities. Millions of people adjusting their daily habits in small ways could create big, positive environmental changes. We can all do something. None of us can do everything, but each of us can do something. The future is in our collective hands. We invite you to learn more because we believe that education is the heart of animal protection. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to our channel via the button below. More videos like this are coming and there's more to discover on our channel. If there are any topics related to primate conservation that you'd like us to discuss, please note them in the comments. 
Thanks for viewing. We hope to see you again soon.